Welcome to the Encourageous Podcast. My name is Angel Clark, and I'll be your host. Everyone goes through difficult things in life, but it takes a special type of person to use their pain to help others. That's exactly the kind of people you're going to hear from here on Encourageous. Each episode will tell the story of someone who not only survived their struggle, but is thriving. Join us for vulnerable, firsthand testimonies that will inspire you to press on. Get ready to be encouraged. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning into the Encourageous podcast. I hope everyone has had a wonderful couple weeks since we have last met virtually, of course. Um, I just want to remind everyone, if you have not already, could you like or follow or rate whatever option your podcast platform gives you? That would be wonderful. This little podcast is um, a passion of mine, and with all the crazy stuff going on in the world, it's always nice to spread some positivity and encouragement. So today I actually have a, well, they're always special to me, but I have a special <laughs> guest today. Um, his name is Chief Broadway. So Chief, welcome. Oh, thanks for having me today. Of course. So for anyone who doesn't know you, which I feel like you have like 3,000 friends on Facebook, <laughs> so I feel like everyone does know you. But for people who don't know you, can you give us a little bio? Sure, sure. Uh, well, again, thanks again for having me this afternoon. I was born and raised in Long Island, New York. Went to college, St. John's University in Queens. Graduated there with a bachelor's degree in business management. Mm. Uh, from there, I got married in 1996 to my wife, Dana. Uh, we've been married for, t- we just celebrated 26 years. Wow. And we have four children, all girls. Mm. Uh, so my youngest is in 10th grade, and I have 11th grade, and I have a junior in college, and I have one that, that's, uh, that's married yeah. and out the house. Uh, from there, in 19... 19- 96, I joined the ranks of the uh, New York City Police Department and became a detective there. Mm. Uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit later when I received that phone call to yep. uh, respond that day. Uh, worked several years with NYPD, um, relocated to Florida in 2002 uh, to be closer to some of my family. Uh, my parents weren't doing so well health-wise, wanted to get out of the cold and, and, and move to uh, Florida. Yep. So I took an early retirement out of NYPD, continued my career here in Florida. I lived in Gainesville for a short stint, go Gators. Uh, I was a detective for the Gainesville Police Department for for some time there, mostly undercover work. Mm -hmm. From there, I joined uh, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, which is the state law enforcement investigative agency. Um, And from there, um, I came to Claremont as a police captain in 2010, Mm -hmm. and I was appointed the chief of police in 2012. Join this profession truly um, 24 years ago, wow. truly to, ma- to make a difference. Yeah. My whole goal, my, my whole mindset was truly to make a difference mm. in the lives of other people in, in the community that, that I vow to serve and to protect. Yeah. Fast forward 24 years to today as a chief of police, it's just still the same mm. goals. Amazing. Make a difference yep. in the lives of other people and make a difference in this community. Yeah, and that's awesome. So thank you, first of all, for your service because mm-hmm. I know I've seen it. Um, I have family members who are police officers, mm-hmm. as you know. Sure. Um, and I've seen a lot of people in the profession who they call them retired on duty. Right. I mean, they yes. they clock in, mm-hmm. they don't actively pursue calls, they're mm-hmm. not trying to help people. It's literally just like, how much longer till right. I retire? <laughs> That's right. So I appreciate the uh-huh. fact that you know, it's I feel like it's kind of rare for someone to be in the career this long and mm-hmm. still sure. you know be doing the things that you're doing. So yeah. thank you for no, that. Thank you. Um, we are so blessed here in this community of Claremont to to have good law enforcement mm-hmm. officers like you. So. Um, I kind of, I know your wife, Dana, mm-hmm. her and I have known each other very well um, from serving ministry together, mm-hmm. and 
I knew you guys were from New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, your accent obviously gives that away. It's <laughs> Certain like, words. You can't hide it. Coffee, talk, you know, yep, sneakers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide it. So um, I donated for a couple years, and then all of a sudden, one year on September 11th, she posted a picture of you at Ground Zero. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, hold up a minute. Uh-huh. Like, wow, I didn't know. Right. I mean, because my husband's from New York. Right, he right. is from upstate, so sure. not anything anywhere mm-hmm. near the city. So mm-hmm. that was when it first really hit me that I was like, oh, wow, you mm-hmm. guys were actually there when mm-hmm. it happened. So if you can kind of just go back to that morning mm-hmm. and just walk us through what, what that day, sure. September 11th, looked like. Sure. I worked the night before, so I got home mm-hmm. about 2, 2.30 in the morning. Okay. I was asleep. I got a phone call, and... The phone call verbatim was, Chuck, you have to come back to work mm. because a plane just crashed into the World Trade Center. Oh, my gosh. Uh, rushed into work that day. I remember traffic was getting, so I'm coming from Long Island yep. into New York City. And I remember traffic was getting very, very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, traffic was almost stopped because they were diverting traffic. They didn't want anyone else going yeah. to the city. So I remember um, stopping by an officer, showing him my ID and my badge, and he was able to uh, get me through the traffic, so I was able to get to work. Yeah. On that first day... Um, I was on the Brooklyn side of the Brooklyn Bridge. The Brooklyn okay. Bridge is what brings you right from Brooklyn into Manhattan yep. by Ground Zero. Okay. And just told my hand, didn't mm. know what was going on. Um, people trying to get into the city because they can't get in contact with their loved ones. Oh, um, cell phone towers are down. Mm. And then people leaving the city. Um, trying to get away get, from Trying to yeah. get away from the danger. Um, covered in soot. Oh, gosh. Um, and smoke. Uh, just total, just, just chaos mm. at, at that day. I remember that day, too, as I was divert, um, directing pedestrian vehicle traffic. I remember this young man coming up to me on a motorcycle, and he stops, and this officer, have you seen my wife? He's looking mm. at a picture of his wife and just says, sorry, sir, you know, I haven't seen her. Yeah. Um, so that day, it was just, as I mentioned before, just just chaos. Oh just um, didn't know really what was going on. Yeah. You know, hear rumors about what was going on. Mm. So then from there, um, I spent several more days at Ground Zero, um, search, uh, sadly just led to search and recovery. Yeah. I was on bucket brigade, just cuts and body parts. Um, oh, gosh. From there, I was assigned to Staten Island, which is a landfill. Mm-hmm. So what they did there was they would bring all the debris from Ground Zero to Staten Island. Mm-hmm. And these big dump trucks would dump it um, out on the ground, um, level it out, and then we just sift through it, um, mm-hmm. collecting different items um, between firearms to identification, anything to give back to families who lost loved ones that day. Yeah. You Because know, a lot of them couldn't um, didn't get a chance to, to bury their loved oh, ones yeah. so these things were very uh, meaningful to the, to the wow. families who lost loved ones that day so oh my gosh I know yeah. I just I can't even like wrap my head around because mm-hmm. as you're saying it I'm kind of you know I'm playing a little mm-hmm. movie in my head but right. I'm sure it's not anywhere sure. near mm-hmm. actually being there because I know obviously um at first, it was, like you said, trying to rescue people. Mm-hmm. But then there had to be a certain point where you knew if you found anyone, you're like, yeah, even mm-hmm. if we find them, Absolutely. it's not yeah. going to be good. Mm-hmm. And then also, because um, I, I, I only got to watch through video, mm-hmm. whatever I've seen from it, it seemed like out of nowhere there would just be, like, a piece of the building would collapse and, mm-hmm. like, stuff would fall. Like, yeah. how, how long did that part of it, I mean, the aftermath, I guess, sure. how long did that go on? Sure, so I remember on the way in to work, I remember listening to the radio, and one of the towers collapsed. Mm. And then as I was getting even closer, the second one collapsed. So even when I was there working, we had these fire inspection yep. fire inspectors there watching the buildings for us yeah. um, because they were concerned of mm. more um, collapsing of the buildings, yep. which would put us all in danger. Yeah. Um, so I remember as we were there, I remember at one time he'd blow the whistle and he'd round us up, and we'd have to run and come in because they feared mm. one of the buildings collapsing more. So wow. we, we had people just watching out for us, ensuring our, yeah. our safety while we were there working. 
Well, see, that's something I wouldn't have known as mm-hmm. someone who wasn't there. So that is good to know mm-hmm. that you guys had that. Um, so something that I was wondering is I, I read online that a lot of people, especially first responders, had some sort of health conditions afterwards, like lung problems mm-hmm. and stuff. Did you experience any of sure. that? Uh, yes, and I had lost some, a lot of good friends. Mm-hmm. So every single year, officers are dying. First responders are dying who have been exposed to dangerous toxins there. Wow. Um, in 2011, I lost my police captain, Barry Galfano. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, I lost a really good friend of mine, high school graduate. Graduate high school together, played football mm-hmm. together. He actually inspired me to be a cop because he became a cop first. Wow. And uh, he died in 2014. Wow. So the last co- a year, I developed sleep apnea, oh my gosh. which is a common... Um, um, like a side effect? A, a common side effect yeah. from those who respond today. Several officers have uh, developed that over the years. I've never had it before. Wow. Just, just been diagnosed with it within the last year. Wow. And see, that's so crazy to me because this was 2001, mm-hmm. wasn't it? And yeah. it, we're in 2020 now. Mm-hmm. That's like... I just wonder what... Why such a delayed right. response, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Because I've even seen, like, where people are getting lung cancer, mm-hmm. like, things like that. And it seems to be mostly first responders. Yes, I mean, there right. are other people mm-hmm. that get it, people who are there. But mm-hmm. I think it's because you guys were the ones who, I mean, if you were a person who was there, you were trying to get out as soon as possible. Sure. Whereas you mm-hmm. guys stayed and, right. you know, did all the mm-hmm. collecting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which um, I'm sure that's a whole story in yeah, itself yeah. of all the experiences you had with that. Mm-hmm. Did you have any... Any personal family members or anyone that died from? I know you talked about mm-hmm. your police officers. Did you mm-hmm. actually know any family members other than that, or friends don't, that don't, passed away from? Don't remember any friends other than law enforcement. Um, yeah. I heard there are various different stories, like friends of friends who were working in the towers, yeah. who were working that day, who they yep. lost. Um, I remember we attended a church on Long Island, and I remember uh, a gentleman got up and testified that he was supposed to be to work that morning. He just had his wife just had a baby. He was a supervisor of a company on one of the um, one of the floors, mm. and he decided not to go to work that morning. Decided to stay home with his family, to spend time with the baby, wow. and he lost his entire company. Wow. Yeah, came in church and talked about it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, not a dry eye in service that morning. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I mean, on one hand, it's like thank God that but, he protected him. Correct. But on the and other then, hand, and then he lost his whole. Yeah, it was kind of mm. like that. Yeah. That's terrible, yeah. and I know. Um, Something, because my daughter who passed away from cancer, mm-hmm. other people have had cancer and survived. And I talked to one of my friends. Her son had cancer, a brain cancer, just like my daughter did, wow. and she survived. And she talks about survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. So I, I would imagine that yes, that, correct. that yeah. friend of yours, mm-hmm. or even like maybe you, I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe sure. did you ever struggle with like a, a survivor's bit. guilt kind of? A, a little bit. You know, a little bit why mm-hmm. me, why, you know, yeah. why not me, why somebody yep. else, you know, especially my friend who, who, um, only spent, I shouldn't only, but he was there for two weeks, and I was there longer than, than two weeks, wow. you know, between Ground Zero yep. and land, in the landfill, mm. and then he develops, actually developed leukemia that was connected to oh 9-11. So, wow. Mm-hmm. I know that's actually what the, the mom said to me. She said, sometimes you wonder why me, mm-hmm. and then other times you wonder why not why me. Not so that's, me. that's yeah. literally exactly, so even yeah. though it's different situations, it's still that common thread of sure. when some, such deep suffering, you always kind of wonder you know, what could have been right. if it was the other way around. Mm-hmm. I mean, thankfully, your family, yeah. I'm sure, obviously, yeah. we're very happy Amen. to have yes. you here. <laughs> so thankful for that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so a terrorist attack is obviously terrible. There's mm-hmm. there's no positive thing about mm-hmm. a terrorist attack. But what I always look for, um, I, I heard a quote from Mr. Rogers one time, and mm-hmm. you may have heard it too, where he said that he would see, like, a car crash or some, like, mm-hmm. devastating thing on the news, and his mom would always say, look for the helpers. Mm-hmm. There's always people who 
are even in a bad situation, they're trying mm -hmm. to bring good out of it. Mm -hmm. So do you have any, any positive results that you know of that have sure. come from that? You know, with all the, the tragedy that I saw mm -hmm. and the catastrophic events, you know, you always try to look for something good or something yes. positive. Or what, what can I learn? What can I take away from yes. this? Um, and one thing that, that I did see uh, with my experience, I truly experienced um, people coming together as one mm. nation under God. You know, people left their differences aside, the yeah. colors, the race, religions, backgrounds, yep. what a political party affiliation. Mm. They truly left that aside, truly worked together to yes. bring resolve to such a horrific situation. Yeah. And it was truly a, a united group of people mm. just there to help one another serve one another we, we really looked at our commonalities instead of our differences yeah and we we're there to serve one another help one another mm. show love toward one another um, encourage one another yeah because um, there's so many different entities that we're helping out from non-for-profits for for-profit uh, uh, construction workers coming down to help out community members um, law enforcement it was just so just a whole conglomerate of, of people just working together in unison yeah. I actually saw, now that you say that, I saw something on Facebook that said, because with all the, you know, with George George Floyd mm -hmm. and Breonna Taylor and all mm -hmm. these terrible things that are happening that are kind of, and even just like whether you're for Trump or Biden, right. any of that stuff, right. it's so divisive. Yes. And I saw this quote and it really hit me hard. It said, I want to bring back the, Mer the America of 912. Wow. Because we were, like you yes. said, and even yes. people That's who good. didn't even live in New York. I yes. remember like when it happened here, people were doing fundraisers and things to help yeah. Absolutely. support 9-11 yeah. and so I feel like that that kind of just really proves that that quote is true yeah. whoever made Abs that yeah. thank you mm -hmm. I don't know who you are yeah. but like, <laughs> if I see it I'll that tag you in it quote. again yes please do that yeah because yeah. it, it was just whatever our differences are we really do need to put them aside and like you said just be unified and because mm -hmm. that, that's what God has called us sure. to do right. as believers that's right definitely so 9-11 is obviously coming up it's mm -hmm. but when this airs it will be the day after so this is going to air September um, September 10th but okay. It's obviously very emotional, especially mm -hmm. for people who've lost family members or people like yourself who were there. Mm -hmm. Do you have any encouragement you can just offer to, to anyone sure. who is kind of dealing with the after effects still? Of, sure. Of this? Um, a couple things. I, I encourage people to talk about it. You mm. know what I mean? Sh share your experience. Yeah. Talk about it. I really believe that there's some some freedom in that. There's some um, just, just feeling of just uh, being able to talk to someone, just able to talk about their experience. Ask someone to listen to it. And, yeah. I really think that that, that, is really, that helps a lot, helps with the stress mm. and help with um, the emotions and what, what we've seen that day. Yeah. Um, I also um, encourage people, there is a, um, a, a group that deemed 9-11 as a national day of, of service and remembrance. Mm. So they're really encouraging people to get out there and do good, mm. do good to others, help one another. Um, and, then I, and then I look at the scripture in, in in 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, encourage one another and build each other up. Yeah. So I always want to be um, in a position or a posture to mm. help one another, inspire somebody, encourage yeah. one, not just as a, as a police chief, but as a man, a husband, father, friend. Yeah. Um, and and if, if we did more of that, what a difference mm. this would be, a different place would be. If we oh, yeah. encouraged one another, built one another up, inspired one another, and challenged one another. Yeah. I think it would be a different place. Oh, absolutely. I, I definitely agree with that. And when I, I was speaking to a friend who she was a, um, she survived human trafficking. She mm -hmm. was a victim of that. And she talked about Romans eight twenty eight where mm -hmm. it says God will use, you know, he'll work to all good the purpose That's of right. those who are called to him. Mm -hmm. So just like you said, taking your pain and using it to serve someone or That's to right. help someone else. Sometimes, and even Mo Midlow, you know, you know, sure. yes, um, <laughs> she actually posted a thing recently that said something about 
whenever you're feeling like in your flesh and selfish, mm-hmm. the, that's the time when you need to really start to serving give. others. That's right. And so Absolutely. if you're, you know, I, I would agree with your mm-hmm. point that if anyone is kind of struggling with that and the sadness and just find some way to make mm-hmm. positive sure. out of it. Absolutely. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so if people are really interested in your story or if someone just in Claremont wants to connect mm-hmm. with you or reach out to you, what, what would be the best way for people? To sure. So you can reach me my email. The letter C, then Broadway at ClaremontFL.org. Okay. You can go to our City of Claremont website, um, scroll down to the Claremont Police Department, and also my email is there. So that's oh, okay. what it says, like email the chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will definitely respond. Yeah. Uh, you can call me in my office, 352 536 8400. 352 536 8400. Okay. And we are, um, we're not doing a 9 11 ceremony this year due to COVID, yeah. but we are doing one virtually. So oh. you'll be able to see that on the morning of September 11th, okay. 10 a.m on our City of Claremont uh, Facebook page as well as the Police Department page as mm-hmm. well as the City of Claremont Government Facebook page. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Yes. That's really cool. Yes. Um, and then one, I didn't even think to write this, but as I was coming in today, you actually have like this big plaque. Yes. Is that a piece of the building? Yes, that is a piece there? from the World Trade Center. Wow. I ordered that several, several years ago. Yep. And they, they allowed first responders to order um, uh, artifacts from 9-11 from the rubble mm-hmm. and I ordered several years ago and it came yep. in right in time to have it mounted in our oh. new police department here. Yeah, yeah. that's 2016 awesome. we received it. I was just here like a week or two ago and I just, I guess I had tunnel vision uh-huh. and so today when I sat down I was like, oh, how perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I didn't know that was <laughs> yes, there. Yes, yeah. So I think that's so cool that mm-hmm. I, the quote says something about always etched in our memory yep. or something mm-hmm. like that. That mm-hmm. was really cool. Yep. So for anyone who lives in Claremont, come by, I yes. guess, and just look at it. It looks come really cool. Come time to our lobby to see it. <laughs> yeah, very cool. Well, thank you again, Chief, and I hope you have a, a wonderful rest Thanks of the day. Thanks again for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you for listening to the Encourageous Podcast. I hope today's story left you feeling encouraged and inspired. Come back every other Thursday for a new episode. And be sure to subscribe. Your support makes a world of a difference, especially for a new and bi-weekly podcast like this one. If you want to connect with me on social, you can find me on both Instagram and Facebook at The Encourageous Podcast. Until next time, stay encourageous. Encourageous.